What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Living life as a gringo Where you question where you fit in every time you mingle They say you do this with not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course And it is Thursday, so that means it's our Thursday Trends episode And my guest for today's show helped me break it all down They are a Puerto Rican artist production duo whose new album, Wild Americanos, will be released on May 27th. Co-City, how you feeling? Good, good, good. good. <laughs> I love the, the energy that we, we got going on, man. I know we were, we were talking uh, before the cameras are on about how busy y'all been. You've been running around, catching planes. So first and foremost, I mean, congratulations on being busy, but also thank you for, for making the time. It's good to, to sit down with you guys again. Nah, bro. You kidding me, man? Thank you for making the time for us. We love, uh, you know, sharing our art with the world and uh, talking about it, and and it's it's really a treat for us. So I, you know, we really appreciate this. Absolutely. I mean, well, listen, we we were talking. I, I love the project. I want to get into it. I got to hear it early, which which I loved. Um, but first and foremost, if it's cool with y'all, I want to kind of start by by covering some current events and get y'all's take on them. Yeah. All right. Let's go. All right. So, I mean, on today's show, man, we're going to be getting into uh, a few different things in our For the People in the Back segment where we dive into some of the nonsense. Man, we are going to be talking about Elon Musk buying Twitter and now apparently being the face of free speech in this country. We'll also talk about Latino under Latino racism and uh, a really weird story out of out of Puerto Rico that I want to get into that was a little bit disappointing to see. We'll, we'll kind of dive into it about um, some racist flyers in a, in a local mayoral race in Puerto Rico. So we'll talk about that. 
And man, for Army Hent, this segment where we honor somebody who's doing amazing work for our community or from our community. Man, Bad Bunny, once again, uh, just breaking records, creating history. So we got to talk about that. And of course, we'll also talk about all your guys' new music. No Ask a Gringo segment on today's show. So let's just dive into some of these headlines. And of course, we'll start as we always do with the nonsense in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. So I mean, let let's kind of start with one of the bigger stories in the in the world these last couple of weeks. We got Elon Musk uh, wanting to to buy Twitter. It's, it's looking like it's going through. His big thing now is that man, it's um it's about free speech, and Elon Musk is now the savior for free speech in this world apparently. And he's talking about wanting to to activate Trump, uh, you know, on on a. Uh, on Twitter once again. I mean, I know y'all have uh, a little mention of Trump on, on one of the songs on your on your project. So let let's let's let me get your perspective, man, on all that you've been seeing when it comes to, to Elon Musk and this whole situation. Man, is it? <laughs> that, that's the sticky one, you know. Because, yeah. Hey, you know, good for him that you know he's able to like you know just get one of the biggest media, social media. Um, platforms you know yeah. uh but man it's always i don't know it sits a little bit weird when when somebody mm-hmm. just come in with all their money and buy something like that um right because it, it while i think he may have good intentions in allowing you know free speech which is something that's uh that our country you know u.s is, is we're like founded on that on freedoms on liberty uh, something that I truly yeah. believe, man. Just having one person just coming in and just buying it out, power. you know, and having all that power yeah. sits. You know, it just feels a little bit weird, you know. But good for yeah. him, yeah. You know, <laughs> good for him to be able to do that, you know. Yeah, man. No, I feel the same right. way. You know, I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan of obviously everything Elon is doing. Um, yeah, this was definitely like like a whoa. And then I I just yeah. saw the news that that about the whole you know uh, Trump. Trump thing like um, yeah I think it was this morning or something so I mean I guess he would have to right to to you know to yeah, to stick by his word yeah. yeah you know right. so um yeah man and you know we we feel a certain way about certain people but sure. um but not not to say that there's not you know good things too you know what I'm saying uh, about certain individuals but um. But yeah, man, it's it's kind of one of those, like like Danny said, it kind of sits a little weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're hitting on a couple of good points. It is scary to think about how much power these people have who are ultra rich like that, right? Like that he can easily just lay out a few billion call it a day, right, to buy this this platform just for the sake of doing it. But I mean, there is, I guess, the conversation too, though, I mean, about free speech where like how far is too far, right? Like when it begins to possibly put people's lives at risk or cause some trouble that's when it gets a little bit sticky i guess right and i mean obviously you guys are artists you would never want somebody censoring you know the the things that you're feeling that you want to express but i mean there is like you know there's a lot of power that comes along with having a platform especially somebody as big as donald trump and anybody else who's huge on social media right so there has to be a little bit of a balance i mean i'd love to hear a little bit more about i guess where you guys kind of stand on that one 
I mean, it's it's just so weird because I, I feel you. It's like how do you, how do you balance that? You want yeah, you want you know the freedom of speech. You know, I think it's very important for all of us. But but then yeah, there are words that are hurtful and will turn people mm-hmm. you know a certain way. And, and, right. You know, but then it's it's that's a tough one, man. How do we control yeah, that? How do you? How, uh, I mean, I, I I've heard of like some Asian countries that that have that also their like their presidency has been swayed by social mm-hmm. media by Facebook, right? And so uh, because we all know how powerful social media is, you know, and how much influence it has on people based on their alg- algorithms, you know, it's like it is a you know it's a little bit scary, you Bro, know, how yeah. that. That can change a society, you know, yeah. on 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 how one individual is posting and how much money they're pouring into their, their right uh, message. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. I think I think I think it's big for everybody to have their opinion, you know. But I think the moment you you um you push like hate, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Then I think that's when that's when it should be a, you know a red flag and should be controlled. You know, when you're promoting, you know, a certain you know, hatred act or, or way yeah. of, you know, culture, religion, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. You can, you can say certain things and feel a certain way, but once you promote that and, and, you know, then, then I think that's when there needs to be some type of um, web, you know, to filter um, and control that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially when you think about like these apps have a main line to everybody, right? Like there's no filtration system. Um, in place, right? You can't, you can't stop it. Like anybody who wants to access it can access it really easily from, you know, a device that sits in their pocket all day long, right? So it's like, and then that device algorithmically puts more shit like that in front of you that just agrees with it over and over again. So imagine if tomorrow Kanye is like, you know what? I'm going to do exactly what Elon Musk did. Yeah. He buys Apple. <laughs> he buys Spotify. Yeah. He buys Pandora. Right. You know, uh, I mean, obviously, we saw Jay-Z, you know, have title. Yeah. You know, and he's created a, a really dope platform, actually. Yeah. Tidal is one of those platforms where that gives the most to artists, mm-hmm. uh, writers. Um, but imagine, it'll be interesting to see, like, if one of these powerhouse artists, you know, that have that big wallet just come yeah. in and buy all these shares. Yeah. Apple, you know? Right. And and then they just start promoting whatever they want to promote. You right. Know, interesting. You know, we saw that in that. Fact. I mean, that's like a Black Mirror episode right there. Right? <laughs> then it becomes scary because it's like you have you have very few people controlling like what the majority of the world is looking at. Right. And that becomes incredibly scary, especially when you look at like an app like TikTok, which is so young. Right. When the audience there is so young. It's like, dude, like the way people dance is now based off of TikTok, right? Like the way our songs are broken now is based off of TikTok. Like it really has influenced so much of our daily lives now. This little like app that's on a, a phone. It's just, it is crazy to to think about. And it's a scary kind of line to walk. Yeah. You hear you hear it now like daily, like in every session. Like, yo, it's just like yeah. TikTokable, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it's like really like we're limiting ourselves. But then you got to. But that's the, right now. It's the biggest. It's the biggest music platform. It's crazy, right? So right. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's everything like evolving. The things you got to think. Yeah. About. Yeah. No. Exactly. It. It. You. It's like you don't want to get left behind, but there are exactly. people that feels dirty playing the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like this weird, this weird <laughs> that's exactly uh, to, to, to live in. I mean, all right. So 
I mean, social media aside, let, let's specifically talk about our community, the Latino community. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of calling out the nonsense, calling out the BS as a means for us to grow as people, as a community and to get rid of really toxic, you know, mentalities that have, have plagued us, I feel like. And and one of them I, I saw recently when they had this poll and it's from um, the Pew Research Center and they revealed that many Latinos with a darker complexion feel that they face discrimination from other Latinos almost as much as they do from non-Latinos, right? And we saw in, in Puerto Rico, where you're both from, you had uh, the, the a mayoral race happening in uh, Guayama, right? Where you had this poster go up and, and basically they had the face of one of the candidates and, and uh, the words on it uh, were, were basically, do you want this black man to be the next mayor of Guayama? And then the flyer concluded with saying, vote for uh, O'Brien, which is his uh, the person competing against him. And, and to his credit, O'Brien said that this had nothing to do with him. He, in fact, is a black man as well. So it, it all is like this weird thing. But somebody put out that flyer, right? Somebody went out there and decided that that was the, the way to do things. I mean, for, for you guys, we you know, obviously you've been in the music industry doing your thing, you know, and, and just as, as Latinos, you know, born in Puerto Rico and then coming over here. I mean, when you hear things like this, you know, or, or even have your own experiences, I mean, what kind of runs through your mind when you think about this self-hate that we often see in our community? Um, I remember being in, 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 uh, in Panama, which is actually yeah. a beautiful country. I, I had a great time there. And this is not to speak on, on uh, the Panamanian, you know, but sure. I remember being in a high-end hotel there that I was staying for, for a week because yeah. I was working with an artist. Um, and I, and I felt discrimination from other Latinos because I was mm. a little bit darker. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't wearing a suit and tie, you know, I sure. was wearing you know, what I would normally wear. Yeah. Um, and I, I did experience that, you know, yeah. and it was terrible, you know, and it was almost from even, I felt it even from other Latinos that looked like me, right. Yeah. That were dark, but because I was in a white man. Um, who was sitting down in the restaurant, you know, like mm -hmm. they completely would overlook me and they would, yeah. and I could tell the treatment that they would give everyone else that was sure. like, color, you know? So, right. unfortunately, um, whether is because they thought they were going to get a better tip from the other tables sure. or, or, the, the, or, the, or maybe they were going to order more or whatever it is, that shouldn't happen at all. Yeah. So in any in any case, we should even extend our. It should be even a greater service. You know, yeah, and and uh, and we should complement each other even more. You know, mm -hmm. uh, in situations like that. Um, about this O'Brien Guayama, I'm actually pulling it up here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear about this, man. But it's it's super unfortunate, man. That that we're still living like this, man. With this. So weird. Luis is also a, a black man, right? Yeah. Now, I, because the thing is, you're telling me this, right? And I get yeah, it. Absolutely. Right. By, based on what you're telling me, for sure, that's completely wrong. But right. as Puerto Ricans, mm -hmm. we call each other Negrito. Right. As de cariño, you know? Right. So, so I'm wondering, you know, obviously, I would, I would, before we even say an opinion or give an opinion of that, sure. I would love to see, like, what the... You know where he's coming from, or how it was uh, delivered. For delivered, yeah. Because, right, right. I mean, my abuela used to call me Nate all the time. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> my, my, my mom calls me that. Name. 
you know, yeah. and, it, and it's and it's out of um, you know, I didn't know racism until I actually got here to the U.S. Mm. You know, and while I was growing up, my childhood, I I saw no like blanquito, negro, whatever. We just all kids, Puerto Rican kids, you know, right, right. You know, like so. It wasn't until I made it here to the U.S. that I actually I was like, oh, I am a different, I guess, color. Sure. Or whatever, you know, yeah. Um. So. So I know that culturally in Puerto Rico, um, while I know that exists and we can't blind ourselves mm-hmm. from saying, oh, you know, like we see it all the time in, in, in Latin TV. Yeah, that's a great point. Models, you know, they put these models that are, you know, they, mm-hmm. they rather put a fair skinned model versus, you know, una negrita, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Um, in, this, in this case, I'm wondering how how that was delivered and how that was translated, you know? Sure. Yeah. I I think that's a good point. It's there's complications when it comes to like slang, right. And things like that, because it's all, it all can be interpreted different ways. And it all, for one person, it could be said in an offensive way, but for another, it's a term of endearment, you know, um, you know, so, so it is complicated. I think that that is a, is a fair point when you, when you, uh, you know, bring it up in that way for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I think I think society is trying to make the effort, like you know, just talking about branding right now, you know, and yeah. how much movies these days or commercials or mm-hmm. they're trying to be more inclusive. I mean, yeah. in all the companies, but you know, I'm very involved with the academy, the recording academy, and they're all mm-hmm. about having everybody on the board just really have a shift and have an equal amount of women, you know, uh, all different, you know, cultures, whatever. So we're definitely heading there. I, I, sure. are we, you know, we're definitely nowhere close to where we need to be um right but we're but i feel like we are like making you know the right shit you know it's just gonna take time and it's our jobs you know us, yeah. us it's fought, you know we have kids you know like so it's, yeah. it's our job to like instill that into the new generation for 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 it to just be you know just a complete balanced society you know yeah, what I'm and, and, yeah and you know playing it off from our you know our new album you know while americanos yeah you know, it's, it's it really, you know, why Americano speaks on that, you know, right. speaks on, on, um, killing the stereotype. Yeah, killing you know what it, exactly. And, and, and the new Americano, you know, right. Uh, uh, the second generation, third generation, fourth generation Latino Americano who's here in, in the U S you know? Yeah. And so, um, it's interesting. There's, uh, there's actually two, two artists that I came across uh, over the past week. Uh, mm-hmm. One named yeah, she who's Italiana, Dominican, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. She's Dominican, but lives in Italy. Right? Yeah. And then Calacote, who's mm-hmm. also Dominican, but yeah. grew up in South Carolina. Right. You know, and, and so these are two, two artists that are second generation Dominicans, but living one living, well, one living here in the U.S., right? Yeah. But then the other one that lives in Italy, and they experience the same thing. Right. You know, so while, while we think here, like, oh, it's something that's just happening here in the U.S., it's actually happening happening globally. Sure. So while we say, while Americanos, right, we have yeah. this powerful song that speaks on, you know, the, the new Americanos, it's actually... Mm-hmm the new almost the new global community that's mm-hmm. that's evolving you know in our planet you know yeah uh, where we're all becoming one i don't know right yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of right crazy. right yeah i well i mean i think i think the 
there is no right way to be Latino, right? Like you, we all have our, our experiences, especially if you're just talking about our community specifically, but like, you're right. Like we are our global people, right? We are all over the place now. We're not just in one area. Right. And, and that's, I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. You know, I was born and raised in New York, but Puerto Rico is still in my heart. Right. And I, I balance both of those identities, you know? So I'm, I'm a New Yorker, you know, I'm a, I'm a gringo, I'm Americano. Right. But I'm also a, a Puerto Rican. Right. So I have that, that identity. And I think for a long time, it was like we were shunned to only to not to like not embrace one side of that. Right. Like either we had to assimilate here in the States and and claim whiteness or, you know, we had to be just Puerto Rican and we had to like fight against anything that wasn't like uh, neatly fit into, quote unquote, what a Latino should be listening to, wearing, watching, whatever it then, was. Right? It's been the story of our lives for sure. You know, yeah. like growing up in the U.S. and, and trying to like find that identity to like, you know, as a young kid, you like wanted to fit in, but then, you know, you never, you know, forget your roots. I'm so like, right so to Puerto Rico, but then, you know, it's, it's that, that pressure of society of like trying to fit in and, and then music. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like what happened um, to us, you know, that's why it's yeah. like so, such a fusion, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. But we kind of, that's what this record is all about. It's, it's forgetting those on um, that, that stereotype or being caged into something and just, and just being able to do it all. And that's why it's called wild. You know what I'm saying? Untamed, right. Like, and celebrating those people that are going to give a hand to mm -hmm. others that yeah. are not like yourself, you know? Right. So going back to our album, it's, it's a reflection of that. Our music yeah. is a reflection of being bicultural. It's a, it's a reflection of our, of our heritage as Puerto Ricans, mm -hmm. but then also as our, of, of being Americans and being here in the U.S. And right languages yeah people, and kind of like even rubbing shoulders with portuguese and other languages. right right so like, it's um that's exactly what Wild yeah i mean well even like you know i want to dive into the album you know in a second but like even just to touch on the single i mean when you you're referencing prince right like an american artist and like prince is dope it doesn't matter what culture he's from or represents right and of course you're going to be influenced by somebody who is a gifted musician who makes dope music that connects with you right um, and there, you shouldn't be afraid to incorporate that into your sound just because it isn't uh, a Latin based sound or, or identity. You, right? you hit it right. Yeah, that, that's it right there. You know, where like maybe 10 years ago when I was working on my first album, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have put out a song called Prince because I was too worried about like, yo, like the Latin market in Puerto Rico, they're not going to understand that. Right. Like, but now it's all about, and this is what Wild American is all about, it's, it's not having those restrictions. And it's like, yo, like we grew up on Prince too, but we're, and we're Puerto Ricans and we love right. it. We love that style. And we can do it and we can play. Right. So let's, let's be right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I mean, I, I, th I think there's this old prehistoric notion that everybody in Puerto Rico listens to reggaeton and that's all they've ever heard in their entire life or like salsa or something like that. Right. I know for me, one of the greatest blessings that I had was I linked up when I was younger with a, like a progressive metal band from Puerto Rico, from Mayaguez. And I went out there and I saw they literally had a local scene of kids that look and dress like me that were Puerto Rican playing metal, you know, in in Puerto Rico, right? And I remember back home, the the kids that I grew up with would be like, yo, that's all white people stuff. You can't listen to that. And it's like, bro, there's there's no such thing, right? Like, if whatever you're into, whatever speaks to you, it, it is what it is, right? And you can give it your own flavor and your own piece of your culture. But it um, those things aren't defined by race or, or, you know, where you're from and things like that, you know? I mean, so I want to I wanna end on something positive in our Mijente segment. So let's do that. But first, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer, contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I feel like this now has become a show all about Bad Bunny. Because the dude is constantly just doing incredible, incredible things. I mean, you got the the new album that he just dropped, Un Verano Sin Ti. And now in the first day, it became the all-time most streamed artist globally. Bad Bunny did on Spotify, right? Racking up 183 million streams in 24 hours. And he broke a record that was previously held by Drake. I mean... I think that there's one thing I, I when I talked to Arul Diaz, he was just saying and he, he summed it up so perfectly. For some reason, as Puerto Ricans, whenever we see one of us winning, it feels like we won personally. Right. There, there's this kinship that we have. I mean, let's talk about this. You know, especially you guys are connected musically. You see Bad Bunny doing numbers like this. What is it? How does it make you feel? What does it put in your mind? It's, ex it's exactly that, man. It's 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 like, como decimos nosotros, sacar pecho. you know, it just. <laughs> It feels it feels incredible, man. That this you know Latino man that, that we know, man, is doing is is having this you know shock on the culture and on in the yeah. world, you know. And right. and then and then we love how musically he's bringing in because it's not just you know it's not just reggaeton and trap. Right. He's bringing in you know the Marias, Bucabuya, Bomesterio, mm -hmm. which lives mm -hmm. in more of like the world that we live. You know? so sure, we love that he's like you know putting a spotlight on that type of more alternative latin music as well mm -hmm. you get the streams that he's getting you know it, it's uh yeah we've been feeling that you know for a while man ever since you know you go back to again to like uh 
to the 2018 when when Despacito and, mm -hmm. and Gente came out, you know what I'm yep. saying? Like we've been we've been on this high, on this wave, you know, and that's and that really gave us um, the open door to do to to feel really proud of our music, you know. Yeah. Um, so so this goes on. This is that same feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I brought, I was just in, I literally just came back from Puerto Rico this morning. Yeah, so I was there yesterday, and uh, and bro, every car that passed by, billboards on the way here. Yeah. Was sitting next to me on the, in the airport the whole flight i'm just looking <laughs> bumping the whole bad money record bro yeah so it's 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 amazing man how it's connecting um mm -hmm. it's really it's really inspiring man really. Yeah. yeah i like listening to it i literally just wanted to hop on a flight to puerto rico because i felt like i wanted to experience it on the island you know what i'm saying bro and it's so puerto rican the al this yeah. album in particular is so puerto rican from the visuals yeah. To like mm -hmm. lyrically, man, like he's, yeah. it's it's so it really touches you know the heart, especially if you're from the island, you know. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, so let let's talk about your album now. I mean, it's coming out later this month. I mean, this is this is exciting. I know that this has been in the works for a number of months for you guys now. First and foremost, man, I have to say sonically, it just sounds huge. You know. Um, I, I had it going on here in my studio and it, it was just like knocking. Like I literally had to go back and turn down the, the volume because it was just uh, <laughs> too much, too much uh, bass in here. It, but it sounded great. Like I was like, damn, this this sounds gigantic. It sounds like a lot of like that really cool kind of funky, almost like 90s R&B that that is like that classic sound, you know, and obviously some 80s mixed in there as well. Um, you, got, you guys are having fun with a lot of the synths and the vocoder and all that kind of stuff. I mean, let let's just talk about the making of it because it really just seems like you guys didn't hold back and you just allowed yourself to kind of have fun. I mean, even the textures, like the sonics of it, it it's almost has like movie score esque uh, feels to it, right? With some of the things that you're mixing in there that aren't even musical elements. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. That's exactly that. This this album, it's really there. There's there's a lot of songs in this album that were that were actually. Um, written and created in daytona which we mm. we actually left you know we live in miami um yep. and we went to daytona uh which is for those who don't know it's like you know east of like orlando and mm -hmm. and it's actually we grew up in orlando so we we wanted a place that we can drive all of our gear to and then our engineer <laughs> who, makes, yeah, 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 yeah. who makes the album um yeah. Daniels, lives there um yeah. And we thought it'd just be great because we haven't been there in a while, bro. And while we grew up in Orlando, it's really where we would, that was our backyard where we would go to party, you know, party, weekends, spring breaks, yeah. Daytona and just wild out. So we wanted to kind of like get that feeling again. And that's actually why it has some of that little 90s throwback um, R&B vibe to it because it just yeah. took us to that moment in time, you know. Um, but there was a lot of songs in there, like including Purple and Prince, for example, that we yep. just released. That's a song that was written like four years ago, wow. but, but we never, we never were able to find its place. You know, like the two previous albums that, that, that we released, we didn't quite think it would fit, you know, like it would just stand apart too much. So yeah. this album is about putting those group of songs together. The ones that we, we, we were maybe a little too scared of. Too too personal and, and, and our favorites, but then a little too scared to just put them out into the world. Like yeah. finally, like kind of grouped them all together into this wild card of an album. That's again, that's why it's called Wild and Counts. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. so it was a beautiful process in Daytona. You know, D took a lot of his keyboards and stuff. He had just gotten at the time uh, mm -hmm. uh, the Move One, which mm -hmm. you hear all over the album. For those who don't know, yeah. Move One is like the it's like the Bentley of the moves. You know, um, right. 
So, so it's all over the album. It's very synth heavy. Um, yeah, man, we we just went in, man. We had we, we were on a vibe out there, you know. Skyfall is is this yeah. one that which one of my favorites, by the way. I think that that's my favorite one on the album. That's one of my favorite melodies. Um, yeah. lyric please crazy. That's a song that was mm-hmm. created. They found literally like on a the house that we rented was uh was on the water. It had a dock. We were like two three in the morning under the stars. Yeah. And, and that's when you listen to the song that's exactly the feeling that that you get you know this like out of body experience you know like right. it just really kind of sends you somewhere else um it's like a ride though because it does like the structure of it is almost like it, it continues to build throughout most of the song right so you're not it's like you're wondering where it's gonna go next because there's one point where it almost feels like there's gonna be that drop and then it hits acoustic right so it, like takes away all of the uh build that you had all of like the fullness of the mix and really strips it down and then you go back into building it it's that was to me what was really dope about it. I felt like I really wanted to pay attention while listening to that song to really just see where it went. Like it was taking me on a ride. I love that that, that you're saying that, man, because it's definitely like an unconventional format, you know, which which mm-hmm. I love, man. You know, like these days, I know, bro, like there's obviously everybody's making super, you know, short songs and just hooking songs yeah. like, hey, right? Like you got to make the tape right. and stuff. And, and yeah. we have some, we have some of those, but this one in particular is like, Let's just let's just ride the mood, man. Let's not think of an actual like structure that we have to stick by because X sure. and Y reasons. You know, like the melody just automatically took us there. Um, so and it's exactly that. You never know where it's going. You don't even know like, what's the verse, what's the hook, what's the pre. Right. It just, right. It just takes you. And it's like a six minute long song almost. Mm-hmm. We don't even really notice it because you're just on the yeah. I love that. Well, listen. I appreciate you guys for for hopping on the show. Wild Americanos is out on May 27th, right? Everybody can check that out. Uh, Purple and Prince out right now. Anywhere you stream music, you can check that out. The video is out on YouTube as well. Highly suggest checking that out. And fellas, man, I'm I'm loving seeing the progression and, and all that you're doing. It's always uh, nice to, to chop it up with you guys. So hopefully uh, we'll, we'll catch up on the next one as well. No doubt, man. Yo, we appreciate you. Everybody listening, everybody tuning in. Thank you, guys. Coast City, check out. Purple and Prince that just came out. The album May 27th, Follow Americanos. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Man, big shout out to my guys in Coast City for hopping on today's show. Again, the album Wild Americanos is out on May 27th. You can go stream that. Uh, the single Purple and Prince is out everywhere right now at Coast City if you want to follow these guys on Instagram and keep up with all uh, that they're doing. And man, with that said, it's time to kind of wrap everything we've been talking about up in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos 
para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Time for conclusions So I, I want to first and foremost talk about this idea with Elon and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. You know, listen, I'm a member of the media. Of course, I don't want to censor people's views, people's opinions. I think debate is healthy. I think people disagreeing is healthy. I think it allows us to get to the best ideas. But with that said, there becomes a point where we're just allowing recklessness to happen, right? And people like Donald Trump aren't interested in having conversations are not interested in sharing thoughts and hearing opposing thoughts and, and coming to a, a place of understanding or at least a place of mutual respect. It's all about pushing his own agenda. And, and also, when you look at January 6th, about pushing terrorism in this country, right? Like, there's no way around that. The man is, is pushing hate out there. He's pushing uh, false ideas out there that are driving people to commit acts of violence, to, to commit criminal acts. And there have to be some sort of guidelines in place to protect from that in the same way that in, in television or in radio, you know, where I have a lot of experience, like if we said something that incited a riot, you know, on the air, we would be held accountable for that. Right. I mean, artists have been arrested at, on, you know, at concerts or in the streets for inciting riots. Right. So, I mean, th there is, you know consequence to your words and, and your actions. You know, it's not just, um, hey, I'm going to be able to say anything I want because free speech, right? Like there has to be some sort of responsibility, especially when you talk about people with these gigantic platforms and the ability to activate a large group of people to act on behalf of them. You have to bear some sort of responsibility. It can't just be, oh, it's just a tweet. It's not just a tweet when you have a huge following that is literally willing to commit uh, crimes in, in your name, you know, uh, based upon just nonsense that you're saying. So I think as innovative as someone like Elon Musk has has been, I, I also just think he, man, and took the took the pill a little bit, right? He he may have watched one too many QAnon conspiracies, may have um, gotten caught up in some weird ideals and, and is not seeing this, you know, clearly. I think there is a responsibility that people with large platforms have and we can't just allow them to go act recklessly, you know? 
And then when we talk about this this poll about Latino and Latino hate, I mean, it's incredibly disappointing. And I don't bring it up to shame our community. I just bring it up as a, as a means to have a conversation of how we can do better, you know, and how we need to be more inclusive. And again, these old ideals that were passed down from previous generations about, you know, mejorar la raza, you know, and, and light, lighter skin being ideal and all these different things. And, and like the Coast City guys are talking about the media space and all that kind of stuff. Like that all needs to change. You know, we need to get to a place of healing. And and then on the topic of of this specific mayoral election in Puerto Rico, where you saw that campaign ad, you know, asking, do you want this negro to be mayor? I thought that was an interesting point by the guys in Coast City that sometimes that's just a, a, a way people speak. Right. Not necessarily from a uh, racial standpoint, but it's it's slang. And I'm not co-signing that, you know. I've heard people saying, you know, I've heard uh, Afro-Latinos saying that they don't want to be called neg- negrito or negro, um, even if it's being used as a term of endearment. And, and that's their choice. Right. I can't sit here and, and tell them what's right or wrong as a person of privilege, you know, with, um, you know, who, who has fair skin. My only point with that is maybe it's not as sinister as we believe it to be. But I think either way, if there is this gray area where it might be taken a certain way we probably should revisit our use of that word or that slang as an, as a you know part of everyday life and and just because at one point in time for a certain generation that was acceptable doesn't mean that we have to adopt it you know moving forward for for the future generations and i think that's that's something that could be debated by other people who are far more qualified to discuss that than myself you know but i i did appreciate that other point of view that maybe it wasn't meant to be as sinister as the internet is making it to be but again, who knows? And I think the fact that it's even a conversation or even uh, could possibly be interpreted that way shows that there is some sort of issue in our community that, that needs to be addressed and addressed further, I should say, actually. And then, man, uh, lastly, on to Bad Bunny. What can you say? Like, the dude is just doing it, you know? And and I think, man, for me, this is such a, a vindicating moment because in, in radio, I can remember having conversations with, my my program directors and like telling them how big bad bunny was and how there's he's doing numbers that can't just be latinos right like he's far too big for him to just have a latin audience there are people who don't understand spanish that love his music that are are streaming it that are wanting to hear it and i can just remember being in those rooms and it was like crickets you know that people just didn't didn't get it didn't want to get it and i think moments like this continue to validate that fact that our music is not just for for us but has the ability to to have global popularity and global success, even if it's not spoken in English, you know? And I guess that's like a selfish way. I'm patting myself on the back that I was saying that for a long time. But either way, I just think it's such a beautiful thing. And, and the fact that he's doing it in his native tongue and is not conforming for anybody, regardless of how big he's gotten. And man, he could have had an album full of like the world's biggest features of like random pop artists, but he still chose to have, you know, really eclectic features on this album and also people who mean so much to the the latin culture uh right now so you have to you have to salute him uh, for that and just staying man true to himself and and making an album for puerto rico right at this point in in time he could have gone completely pop and and it's really impressive to see somebody still so rooted in where they came from and still have so much pride for where they came from, that regardless of how big they get, he still wants to speak to his people directly. And I just think that that's such a, a beautiful thing and such a huge cultural moment right now for 
for all of us as, as Latinos, you don't have to change who you are to, to find success in this life. I think that's kind of the ultimate message when I look at Bad Bunny and all that he's doing. Now, with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning into today's episode. We'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Until then, man, have an amazing weekend. If you can, leave us a review wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is. Uh, if, if you're fucking with the content, a nice five-star review would be greatly appreciated. If you could write a quick little review, all that kind of stuff helps us out when, it's, when we're growing the show. And man, that's it. Again, have a great weekend, and I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 en español.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. .com slash compatibility.